<laughs> Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I was inspired to write this um, blog after going to yoga and someone complimented me and I was like, whoa, and it just like, it just got me thinking. I've been blogging for um, many years, almost more, I think three, maybe three years now about, and um, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to write about and then life just like gives me something, you know, just like feeds me fodder and it's pretty cool. Um, I, did, I, I started this blog, you know, to write about my eating disorder. And this is sort of related to that. It's sort of related to our bodies and our relationship with our bodies. Um, this woman after yoga said, she came up to me and she was like, you looked so strong. Can you just tell me what you do? Like, how do you work out? And I was super kind of thrown off. I think I, I usually don't talk to anyone after yoga. Like, cause you know, you're like in a headspace where you're super, I don't know, like, zen or whatever like I'm not trying to chit chat you know what I'm saying so anyway no one usually talks to me after yoga and I was just like oh snap thank you so much number one number two um I like run a lot and I lift and I told her lifting is what has really changed my physique this year and um then she asked me what I eat and I was like uh food (laughs) you know like whatever feels good in my body whatever sounds good that day I don't really restrict much of my food. I just try not to eat too much dairy. And she was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. You know, like I just, I work out a lot and my body doesn't look like yours and stuff. And I was like, well, no one's body is going to look like anyone else's body. But then as I was driving home, I thought about it a little bit deeper and just like my relationship to my own body and how I perceive my body. For years, I suffered from an eating disorder and also body dysmorphia, um, which is closely related to, to an eating disorder. But it's sort of a, like, it's when you can't stop thinking about like a perceived flaw that you have or like you don't see your body the way that it actually is. And usually the flaws or how you perceive your body is like totally not grounded in reality. So it's not how other people see your body. And when I was deeply in my eating disorder, um, I was small. I was like, I'm not going to say sizes. I'm not going to say numbers, but I wore clothes when I was 21 that fit me in middle school. (laughs) Like, hoodies and jackets swallowed me up. I punched new holes in my belts and I bought like smaller, my my tits like disappeared. (laughs) Like I had to buy new bras. Um, And as the number on the scale methodically shrank, I grew smaller and colder and quieter. What's really fucked up though is that despite my smallness, I still thought that I looked large. I would stare in the mirror and find things to dislike. My stomach, my thighs, my upper arms. Looking back on photos of myself from that time is startling because I can see more clearly now how emaciated I was. How sick. How sad. After years of recovery and therapy, I learned to have a more neutral attitude toward my body. I don't think about how it looks anymore. I don't weigh myself daily or critique my body in front of mirrors. I don't really spend that much time looking in the mirror anymore (laughs) unless I'm like, whatever, like doing my makeup. But I realized that in the process of dissociating my worth from my body, I've sort of disassociated from my body. Not totally. I've learned to tap into my hunger cues, to follow my cravings, to rest when my body needs to rest, all that stuff. But I also haven't learned to look at my body objectively. I haven't even tried really. Like I just, I I guess I didn't see the value in it because I was trying so hard not to tie my worth to my body. So when a stranger noticed my strength, I struggled to kind of see what she saw. I was like, oh, I wonder how I looked to her, you know? Her comment and question lifted the veil that I'd placed over my eyes for the past few years. When I got home from yoga, I stood in front of my mirror. I noticed the definition in my arms and my abs. I noticed the thickness of my thighs, the durability of my calves, even the muscles in my feet. Like my feet are kind of fat, but they're like also really muscular. (laughs) 
I looked at my body almost as if I'd never seen it before. And just the simple act of looking brought back memories of me staring at my body and hating it, of obsessively checking, like body checking, of days of fasting, gastrointestinal pain, throwing up, sleepless nights. But, But that day felt different. I felt the grief of my past, but I also felt empowered by my present. I was appreciating my strength in a whole new way. This is a body built by years of like running and lifting and working out, yes. But it's also a body built by years of pain, years of confusion, years of joy. My body isn't only strong because I work out, it's strong because of all it has endured. I was really bad to my body. Like I was really not good to my body. And it's like, it kind of like affects me on a deep level now because I was mistreating myself in such a tangible and disastrous way that like, I don't know, I'm choking up a little bit talking about it, but it's just really sad to me now. Our culture kind of engages in this like near constant conversation too about our bodies, like how they should look, what they should do, how we should treat them, when we should feed them. Like there's constant conversation around our bodies, but I I don't know. I guess I just want to tell you that your body owes nobody an explanation. Your body is the only one you'll ever have. So treat it with love Notice your strength. Hold gratitude for all your body has given you and all your body can do. And if or when someone compliments your body, you can choose to accept it. You can choose to see yourself, you know, how they see you from their perspective. You can also choose to kind of leave their compliment alone and, and not engage with it. And that's totally fine too. The relationship we have with ourselves informs every other relationship we build. So, you know, treat yourself and your body with kindness and, and respect you are strong. You just have to see it. That's it. That's it. You just have to see it. That sounds so simplified because <laughs> sometimes we can't see it. And if you're in, in a position where you can't see yourself clearly, um, I don't know. Just know that somebody does. I would say I do, but I don't because <laughs> I don't see you. I don't see anything right now. I'm sitting on my bed on a zebra print Snuggie, which doubles as my blanket. <laughs> I don't have a proper comforter because who the fuck needs one? That's why. Okay. Um, so the external resources, I linked Sally McRae's podcast, uh, Choose Strong. She has like one episode. I thought it was a good episode. I think she should make more episodes, uh, but whatever. The second thing I linked was Roar, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Unique Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health and a Strong Lean Body for Life. It's a book. It's called Roar. Just Google it. It's awesome. If you're a female athlete, you should definitely read it. Or check out uh, Ben Beeler's strength training program for runners. He is, he does my like strength training programming. It's like all sandbags and like bands and stuff, but it has made me so much stronger. I started kind of working with Ben in, I guess, May it was. And uh, fast forward six months, I'm like, holy shit, like I can toss these around. They're not as heavy as they felt. I can do all these new cool things with my body. I feel more strong. I feel more durable. Strength training is like the secret to being a, a durable runner. I swear by it. Anyway. Okay. Well, I love you all. Uh, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk at you later. Bye.